let's yuck and do this shit. And welcome to an extremely goofy podcast, uh, the podcast that's just doing its best as a single father. Uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman. Jordan, we, we took the week off, but we're back ready with high energy, and we're doing it. We're here. Yeah. I I took the week to rest, Mitch. Mourn? I mourned? <laughs> we both mourned, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but uh, but now I, I, I'm high octane, Mitch. You know, full throttle, Charlie's Angels 2. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I just found out on Skype that you can do background images like you can on Zoom. So I picked a very apropos picture, uh, and it's Goofy and Bradley Uppercrust the third from an extremely goofy movie. Yeah, uh, Jordan, this is our second edition of an extremely goofy podcast. Do we just before we even start? Do we feel as good about it as we did before? I think so. I'll let you know at the end, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I feel good about it. We'll we'll ultimately find out, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the subject matter was pretty fun, I'll say. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Goober G. Goofus? Right? <laughs> did you notice Go- they did call him G.G. Goof in this? Did they? They did. I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, that so, Jordan, to, to fill in the audience here, we... Uh, watched the pilot of Goof Troop for today's episode. Now, I found I found out some very interesting facts about Goof Troop just doing a little bit of research before actually watching the episode. And what I found out was that this aired in 1992 and 1993, uh, so a few years before a Goofy yeah. movie came out. <laughs> I um, thought that was the case. <laughs> I honestly always thought that it was based off of the success of Goofy Movie, and I hadn't really thought about yeah. it. Um, it aired on Disney Channel, which is surprising to me. I wouldn't have thought Disney Channel existed in the early 90s. Oh, you, um, you thought like Saturday morning cartoon or something? Yeah, I would have thought it would have been on like ABC on Saturday mornings okay. maybe or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was part of Disney Channel's uh, Disney Afternoon block of shows, which I believe included... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say Disney After Dark. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's ho- Oh, I don't like that at all. That's like how whole... Cartoon Network had Adult Swim. They just call it yeah. Disney After Dark. Oh, that'd be terrible. Of worms of jokes that we're not going to do, because... Uh, Mitch, this is a family podcast. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. Well, I'll, we'll get into some I stuff, mean, I think. Yeah, you did just start the episode in a non-family way. But <laughs> <laughs> no, not a, yeah, exactly. Um, so, Jordan, Disney Afternoon was a block of shows that I believe included things like DuckTales, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. Um, now, this was before my time. But I'm curious if you have any memory of watching these, um, any of these. Yeah, that's as a good a question. Because when you told me I was watching um, Goof Troop, I had to remind myself if I had actually watched that before. <laughs> um, but then immediately, obviously, I became very aware I watched the show a lot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, of course. But in regards to your other um, TV shows, yeah, I definitely watched Chip and Dale. Um, probably a little bit of Dark. Not. Did you say Darkwing Duck? Or DuckTales. I said DuckTales, okay. but Darkwing Duck was in there too, I believe. I think I kind of watched those too. Um, I definitely remember Chip and Dale, though. One I do remember watching that I can't confirm was part of this block, but I 
it was on Disney Channel. Uh, gargoyles. Oh yeah, were gargoyles. Gargoyles is like a like a critically acclaimed show, actually. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of like dark and ominous, if I remember correctly. What? It, yeah, but it had, I and it I don't know why it's critically acclaimed, but I've just I remember reading about it in the last year. <laughs> and it has it has nothing to do with the gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame. No, to everyone's disappointment, it's about a Which it's is, about a separate set of gargoyles. <laughs> the fact that you very rarely see gargoyles in pop culture, and there and Disney has two separate pieces yeah. of intellectual property connected to gargoyles. Certainly surprising. Um, now I will say, even though this came out before the movie, it. I found out that the movie was kind of actually designed as a, not quite a spinoff, but sort of a continuation of the show. Um, so the show focuses on the relationship between single father Goofy and his son Max, uh, as well as their neighbor Pete and his family. Um, a lot of focus on Pete in the pilot. Um, yeah, I got a lot to say about that whole situation. <laughs> Jordan, so do I. I'm, I'm glad we... <laughs> I'm glad we are getting into the pilot because a lot happened. Um, now the, the the pilot was entitled "Everything's Coming Up Goofy." Uh, nice. Love that title, <laughs> of course. Um, and the 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 basic plot synopsis here is that Goofy and Max move to Spoonerville next door to an old friend, Pete. Uh, so you know, a very very basic version of the plot here. So uh, let's yeah. let's go ahead and start getting into the episode. Um, so starts off with the theme, which, yeah, amazing theme. Immediately, just that's what reminded me, yeah, that I did watch this. Which all those, um, all those Disney afternoon shows had great themes. Chip and Dale had a great theme. Uh, DuckTales had a great theme. So not surprising. My um, super army. <laughs> <laughs> Do you what? remember that? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. That did sound familiar, but what was it from? I'm actually not even sure it's Disney, but there was some show called Marsupilami, which is like some marsupial animal. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There was also another show that I've seen on Disney Plus about, I think it's Bonkers, right? It's like a cat police yes. officer. Yep, Bonkers. I, that I also remember watching as a kid. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the copaganda started early for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the theme very mu- is very similar to, you know, the stuff that, the kind of music that's in a Goofy movie. It's like very, it's very in tune with yeah. the trends of the time, you know, that, that early 90s, like hip hop sound, it's all there. Um, and then you have like, you have Goofy making lunch for Max in like the camper that they live in. And you you immediately get that classic goofy slapstick humor. You know the the meatballs are bouncing all around the room. They yeah, play ping pong with the meatballs. Magic meatballs is how they start their morning. <laughs> what if what if they were just bouncy balls coated in marinara sauce, <laughs> and that's how they are able to do that? It wouldn't shock me. I had a, I had took a note that it's amazing that Goofy hasn't killed his own child, <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Max comes into the the camper uh, shredding as always. Skateboarding was part of his life from day one, apparently. Oh yeah, um, he did it before. It was super cool. And and Jordan, right, I mean, 
I was very surprised to find that Max in this is an itty bitty boy, uh, different yeah, voice and everything. Small child, which is very funny because they kept the same exact voice for Petey. <laughs> yes, everyone else, uh, Pete, Pete's son, Goofy from the movie, all have the same voice. Yeah. But now I understand a little bit better why the plot to Goofy movie is what it is. Because there's this established relationship from Goof Troop where Max is much younger and they're they're very close. And yeah. then and he like goofy tolerates movie, all the BS. <laughs> right. And then by by the time you hit a Goofy movie, he's a teenager and just has had it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and one thing I really enjoyed about this show visually was uh, there were still remnants of that Disney-like hand-drawn animation, which was mostly gone by this time. Um, yeah. you know, like with the backgrounds where you can still kind of see like the, the rough hand drawings and like the overlap oh. lines a little bit, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like in, um, the example that always comes to mind to me is Aristocats. Like that is very like hand drawn right. and yeah. computer animation was taking over by this time. So this right. has to be like one of the last remnants of it, but I always like the look of that. Um, you also get interrupted pretty quickly or excuse me, you get introduced pretty quickly to their pet cat. Um, which I gotta say, you know, we already talked a little bit about the existential crisis that is Goofy v. Pluto. (laughs) Them having a pet cat. Yeah. Is it, it's an entire, it's its own can of worms entirely. Yeah, it's, I didn't think about that. It's very, would the cat's name Waffles? Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, so the cat's normal size. Yes. (laughs) And... And the pet of the dog, which would never really happen in real life, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about it, Mitch. Now, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or not, but I did hear recently uh, from a pod- uh, from a different podcast that the uh, the man who's done the voice of Goofy for a long time said in an interview that Goofy was a cow. So, what? No, it, it makes no sense to me that he would be a cow. Everyone in this world is clearly a dog. Like not really any mistaking yeah, what? it. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. Um, I think he's just trying to avoid the, <laughs> the very um, weird and unfortunate question is, um, right. And is uh, Pluto. <laughs> additionally though, <laughs> a dog that owns a dog. Mitch. <laughs> Right, but then also, if we're if he wants to avoid the question by saying Goofy's a cow, are cows more intelligent than dogs? Uh, I I hope not. I'm eating them, Mitch. I don't want that. Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> well, I mean, pigs are smarter than dogs, and we eat them. Ooh, yeah. Pigs are very smart. <laughs> At least we don't eat dolphins, right? That'd be bad. They're very mm, smart. Yeah, but they're like, rapey though (laughs) yeah they're bad dolphins are bad also um maybe i should eat them (laughs) i i feel like we could go in this for hours so um goofy gets a diploma in the mail uh and what the diploma is is very not clear it sounds like he barely passed like a single class that he got a diploma for he passed wait so correct me if i'm wrong here it seemed to me that he passed an introductory course to making waffles? 
Is that that may have been? Have well, I, I missed waffles? what the class was. Um, but either way, no one gets a diploma for a single class, so that confused no. me. And on top of that, he got really excited. He yelled the word "rapture." Is that was he, that a phrase? I noticed that as well, and I was really <laughs> thrown off by it. Um, I want to say it was, but I don't actually. Okay. I don't know what it's in reference to, like what it's supposed to mean. Like, but he did. It was weird. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> but so apparently this diploma is enough for him to to get a new job in in the city, in, in Spoonerville, where he grew up. Um, yeah. And so he's all excited to get back to Spoonerville and, and reunite with his old friend Pete. It's a very um, weak plot point to get him over there. <laughs> agreed. They could have tried a little harder, but regardless. Yeah. Um, so this is when we get introduced to the the old son of a bitch Pete, and I well, I sure mean that he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, but Mitch, it isn't it odd that Goofy just uproots his entire family in like an instant. Oh, Jordan, we are going to get into it. Okay, Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure. Um, it's just no, no, no. I trust me, we will. But for me, it's like they do really try to establish that Pete's the villain, like for sure. Oh well, yeah. Um, so he straight up abuses his dog, which is rough. And again, they have a pet dog. (laughs) We won't talk about it, but he abuses the dog. Um, and you find out he's basically trying to build this full on like fishing resort, uh, in his backyard by, by buying the land next door because the house is for sale. Um, it it's just horrible. I don't like Pete as a man in the slightest. No, now, he... perhaps there's a an element that that I missed to this intro to Pete. But when his wife is being like, you know, I gotta sell this house. Like we have until like I'll give you till nine p.m. Yeah. tonight to sell the house, and then you know it's yours. Was there any inclination that she was his wife? Because I thought she was just the real estate agent that didn't I like him. Totally would have thought that if I didn't remember the show. Okay, but okay, Mitch. That to me, that's one of the funniest things about this whole thing, is because it's just him and Pete in the movies. Yes. So very likely she divorced his ass. Yes. And Peg, took one of the kids. Peg divorces Pete takes the daughter that looks just like her with her, which the fact that the daughter looks nothing like Pete and the son looks exactly like Pete seems like it's implying yeah. something. <laughs> um, so we get us, we get the scene where they're, they're moving out of their camper to, to get to Spoonerville and that old man, Homer helps them pack up. Uh, I yeah, liked Homer. Some drunkard neighbor there. <laughs> just some senile old man that's helping them move for some reason. <laughs> um But then they they go back to a scene where uh Peg is trying to sell the house to some prospective buyers. Yeah. And then we find out that Pete has set up an entire closed circuit camera system in the next door house that he has hooked up to his TV so he can watch them. God knows what he's seen. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so creepy. Um, 
And then he, like, sabotages the sale by, like, putting in a fake spider and telling them it's, like, under a fault line or something <laughs> like that. Puts it, does a literal fake earthquake. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, well, the thing you didn't mention, too, is that his wife is just like, all right, if I don't sell it by nine tonight, it's yours. <laughs> right. And what does she mean it's yours? Like, yeah, is it ours to sell? <laughs> Or ours to buy, I mean? I guess that's what she means. Like, she wants to sell it to somebody else, but if no one else buys it, they'll buy it, I guess? I don't know. Pete probably will buy it at a really low (laughs) price. I I don't know. But then then Pete finds out that Goofy's moving back, and we find out quickly that, that Pete hates Goofy. And now, before we got to the later plot points of the episode... I was upset by this, because who could hate Goofy? I mean, really. I get that he's a klutz and all that, but he just wants right. the he just wants the best for everybody. Um now from here, uh basically what happens, uh in, in classic goofy fashion, his car starts driving away on its own, gets completely out of control, and is almost hit by a truck, or a train rather. Uh, cr- nearly crashes countless times, uh, only to stumble upon Pete's house. Uh, <laughs> at, in the very end, the car that car that is not being driven by anyone is making all these turns. Yes. appropriately. And one thing I want to point out is when they're driving through Spoonerville, almost to Pete's house, he's going through this whole spiel about the town. And at one point that he mentioned, at one point he mentions that Spoonerville is home to Chuck Berry. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. And well, I was Mitch, awfully confused by that. Mitch, I'm starting to get a weird theory. It's funny you bring that up about Goofy in general. <laughs> because I'm watching Goofy today, right? And his whole his whole uh, gorsh thing. Sure. You think it's all an act? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's not where I was going. It's it's his way of saying gosh, right? Right. Now people in my area of St. Louis, say things like instead of wash, they say wash. Oh, Washington, Washington. Okay. Same thing, right? His hometown, Chuck Berry, is, mm. is Goofy from St. Louis, Mitch? You're making a very interesting <laughs> argument here that I, yeah. I could definitely see. Right? I mean... It's just an interesting idea, maybe. Because I would, I would honestly say Goofy's accent is not tied to a particular re- to a particular region. Yeah. Um. It's just plain goofy. Yeah. Like so, St. I mean, Louis accents. <laughs> I think there's definitely something there for yeah. sure. Well, I'll, um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> now they they end up in front of Pete's house, and Peg is outside the either the neighbor's house or her own house with her daughter. Uh, I like the character elements we get here from Peg. She like puts on that weird voice with her daughter being like, don't eat the worms or whatever. I thought that was very fun. Um, Now here's where we get into the, the weirdness and, and really what I took away most from this. (laughs) Um, Peg really seems to like Goofy more than Pete, like a lot more than Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Mitch, I wrote Peg wants that Goofy D. 
I re- I wrote down, <laughs> Peg clearly likes Goofy more than Pete. I assume we'll see an affair eventually. That's what I wrote down. Like, I assume it's part of the show <laughs> that that happens. It must happen, right? <laughs> so I, I also wrote, from from Pete's perspective, this is a, a tense family drama about an anti-hero whose perfect life is destroyed from the inside by an interloper. Um, <laughs> because really, if you look at what's going on here, yes, Pete sucks. We know that. But also, Goofy just kind of shows up and completely uproots his life. <laughs> um, I think at some point, there's going to be a very tense scene between Peg and Pete where we get a sort of a I yucked Ted kind of Breaking Bad <laughs> moment with Goofy. Um, I think it's only inevitable. Yeah, I give it 10 episodes. <laughs> there, there's definitely something going on here. Yeah. Um, well, there's, yeah, there, there's a lot going on in the show, Mitch. <laughs> yes, and not only that, Peg is very, very excited to sell Goofy this home. Um, they end right. up moving in next door. And what's a bit odd about this is that Goofy just found out about his new diploma, hasn't gotten the new job yet. <laughs> yeah. I know this is not something in an animated kids show that they're going to try to justify, but regardless, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that he's just able to go and buy a home right away. N- no. Uh, yeah, we don't even know. I still don't really know what the degree is. No, not at all. <laughs> and if it is indeed waffle making, I don't see how you have the capital to buy a home that quickly. Now, I will say, if it if that diploma makes it so that he can make Mickey waffles perfectly, then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> now, gold. That's a six-figure salary. <laughs> um, So, Peg agrees to let Goofy and Max stay in their house for the next couple days until all their furniture gets here. And she agrees to that before telling Pete at all. Um, And Pete seems to be constantly complaining about his stress levels. Um, Yeah. He seems to like have slight panic attacks every once in a while. Yeah, Mitch, I did say this does appear to be the show of a man with, serious anxiety and depression that is leading to bipolar outburst. <laughs> now, as much as as much as we could just shit on Pete, I think there's more going on here. I, I really do. Yeah, um, Mitch, he's a three-dimensional character. Absolutely. And, and I say that half-jokingly because he's cartoon, but... <laughs> oh, But sure. I do think Hadn't he even is. clocked it. <laughs> um, now... Again, Goofy, I don't think, if this were to lead to some sort of extramarital affair, uh, I don't think it would be on Goofy. I think it would be on Peg, because Goofy really, Goofy still talks about how much he loves Pete. Like, he really likes Pete. I don't think he would ever do that to him, even though Pete does not like him back. Yeah, I don't see, I don't know. Goofy stumbles into a lot of situations, right? I could see him just—that's very true—accidentally getting boned. <laughs> now, <laughs> it could also be sort of a Forrest Gump Jenny situation, where the story plays it like it's some nice thing, but really she's taking advantage yeah. of someone with mental problems. Really, it's sexual assault. Yeah, and I could see Goofy 
literally not knowing what a sexual experience is. Despite having a child. Despite having a child. No one can figure that one out, but... <laughs> um, and, and really the last plot point from the episode that I want to touch on is uh, the last the last scene where Pete finally gets to sleep and he and then he hears Goofy bumping in the night. Uh, so he gets up to see what's going on, uh, but he doesn't know it's Goofy. So he grabs a golf club thinking right. there's an intruder. When he opens the door, Goofy walks into the room and like knocks into something causing his golf bag to fall over and then he slips on golf balls and stumbles down the stairs etc what's not explained here is why goofy was planning to go into their bedroom yeah (laughs) was the affair with peg already starting yeah i maybe it's been going on for years that's how this whole you know thing really started right i i don't know i is that so he was okay so pete was the door that he opened up to swing at goofy he was in his bedroom there yes okay i didn't catch that the first time i thought he was downstairs or something no i don't think so at least Okay. Maybe I misunderstood, but to me it looked like he opened the door to his bedroom and Goofy just strolled right in like it was nothing. <laughs> Time to sing you a lullaby. <laughs> per- perhaps, for, perhaps for all I know, this is a well-known situation with Pete already where Peg wanted a third and Pete wanted to keep the marriage alive. So even though he didn't want a third, he did it for her. And this is why he resents Goofy so much. Um, I think really there are a number of directions this could go in, and I'm really excited to see how Goof Troop builds on these themes. It is true. I mean, he has a lot of talk to Pete about staying away from goofy germs and all that. I mean, that that sounds like a man who's invited another man to his bed. That's what I'm saying. I mean, um, just the anger and resentment there, right? So, I mean, Jordan, I think it's time that we get to our final thoughts here on the on the pilot of, of Goof Troop. Um, now, last time we were a little unsure of whether or not to rank it out of sour, goofy cha- uh, cherry balls or uh, wahoo-hoo-hooies, I believe. <laughs> um, so, uh, I feel like we should decide on that now. Or perhaps there's a second we can sort of split it up into two categories. I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I, I really like the sour cherry balls. That's a fair point. Um, um I think that's a fun thing and very niche <laughs> rating system. Now, is there something that, a a piece of goofy content can achieve so that it like, it gets like the wahoo hooey seal of approval or something. Yeah, what would that be like? Uh, um, I don't know. Does it if it's got a good goofy stumble, perhaps? Yeah, if it's like truly goofy, like if yeah. like and like goofy goofy, like if Goofy's okay. truly being goofy, it gets, it gets the wahoo hoo hooey seal of approval. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and start with my final thoughts here. 
if this show was purely the fun animated kids show on Disney Channel it was trying to be, I think it accomplishes plenty. Um, I think you get classic Goofy in there with a modern twist. I think it's fun for the whole family. Uh, you get some of that classic Goofy, you get some of the modern Goofy, it, nothing to dislike. Um, so that alone, to me, gets four sour Goofy cherry balls out of five. Now, on top of that, there's this really rich subplot that we've gotten into in, in pretty good detail already. And to me... It's not what the show intended, I'm sure. I'm sure what the show intended was that, you know, everybody loves Goofy, so he, you know, because he's such a nice guy. But because Pete is such a curmudgeon, he's just always seen Goofy as a bit of a pest. And so, you know, the show is just, you know, Pete having to deal with this pest. The, the curmudgeonly man has to deal with Goofy. I'm sure that's all they were going for. But there's clearly so much more than that going on. Oh, yeah. And that was certainly not intended. Um, but I will say, it made me want to continue watching Goof Troop. Uh, before this element came into the episode, I thought to myself, well, I could definitely see myself just sort of turning this on, having it on in the background when I'm doing something else or whatever. Uh, it's, it's nice and enjoyable. Uh, it's an easy watch. But then as that came into play... I sort of thought to myself, well, I, I need to keep watching now to see what this turns into. And so, sort of going to give that an extra an extra half sour cherry ball, well, up to four and a half. Are you rating the show or the episode? Uh, well, I, I can't rate the show. I've only seen the pilot. So okay. for me, this is the pilot. Okay. My turn? Absolutely. Okay. So first, I want to make one additional comment. We didn't mention the <laughs> toy missiles that <laughs> Little Pete has, or yeah, PJ. In addition to, um, but there were missiles also. But there were two different sets of missiles. But, uh, what yeah, like was a it? Tank with suction cups on it. <laughs> I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. PJ's tank was shooting missiles that was could literally pierce through objects. <laughs> And there was something else that Pete had, I thought. Um, that I'm oh, I'm forgetting. But the point is, that was very bizarre to have a kid's toy. <laughs> I would agree. That seems overly um, violent. But besides the point, yes, I do. I do remember watching the show a lot as a kid. I did like it a lot. The funniest things to me are about the decisions they made with the movies after the show. <laughs> So again, why why is Pete alone? I think that's hilarious because that was seemingly a very conscious decision <laughs> to say, yeah, he's a piece of crap. <laughs> She's gone. And uh No, that's that's very true because it's not like No, they, it's yeah, they not didn't. like Pete is that much a part of a goofy movie. Yeah. He didn't like, make they a wouldn't statement have had like, to write oh, much gone for somewhere. Peg to do. <laughs> They were very clear about it. And on top of that, they don't hate each other nearly as much in the movies. That's true. They're like kind of friends. Like Pete's still an a-hole, but... That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. Pete, Pete kind of just bullies him around, but Goofy doesn't mind. 
Yeah, so they are kind of friends. I mean, I guess you could say that's just you have to can't handle a character like the TV show Pete in a movie, but I, I I don't know. But the point is, there's some weird differences, and to your point, it makes me very curious how the show progresses to where they get to that point. Um, Mitch, there is a, as you said, a rich subplot <laughs> of potential extramarital affairs <laughs> occurring. Um, that I'm very intrigued to see play out. Um, yeah, and then beyond that, um, the show itself, I think, it's, yeah, it's slapstick, it's, it's pretty much kind of classic, goofy slapstick. I, um, you know, this isn't what you meant to say, but you did just say, it, it slaps. (laughs) It's what. Which is a common vernacular in it's, Gen Z. So I it thought slaps, you were, my man. I thought you were trying to maybe incorporate slaps into your uh, vocabulary, but regardless, um, I can start. I didn't. It, it does slap. So you're right. It it indeed slaps, Mitch. Um, I don't know if I give it as high as you though. Um, and that's fair. You know, I'm I'm more on three point seven five. Sour cherry goofy sure. balls. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, fair. That doesn't sound right. Just sour can, cherry balls. It can it can just be any it can be the four words goofy sour cherry balls in any order that you want. And it's and it's it, correct. It didn't sound good when I ended with goofy balls though. <laughs> <laughs> that was my it's issue. a very good point. <laughs> um now Jordan, w- would we agree that this episode gets the wahoo hoo hoo seal of approval? There's oh, multiple yeah. stumble moments yeah. that I think are classic Goofy. There's plenty of classic uh, Goofus G. Geef. George G. Geef. George G. Goof. Goofus D. Dog. There are a lot of different <laughs> names he's gone by over the years. Um, yeah. Jordan, fr- frankly, I, I do kind of want to keep watching Goof Troop, and I'm glad that we watched the pilot. Um, yeah. Yeah. It brings back some memories for me. All the characters that showed up, I remembered them. Um, Even so, Homer? Uh, is that the drunkard? Or is yes. that the mailman? No, that was the old man. Not sure I remember the drunkard. I did remember the mailman, though. Nice. So he must show up again. He seemed cool. Also, they moved to a city, but their whole... Their <laughs> like camper was next to two giant apartment buildings. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like they were already in a city just pretending to be in the country. Perhaps they were in the inner city, <laughs> no, and they moved right. to the suburbs. <laughs> Perhaps they were. So this in, is a Jefferson scenario. <laughs> Perhaps they moved from East St. Louis to maybe Chesterfield. I don't know. <laughs> they finally got a piece of the pie, Mitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were moving on up yeah. out of the East. That side is the plot case. of the Jeffersons, right? Or <laughs> no, I mean, I can't imagine the theme would be moving on up if. <laughs> That wasn't what happened, but I actually don't know for sure, so that's a good point. I guess I, I didn't know how bad they lived before they moved on up, I guess, is where I'm... Because they certainly live well <laughs> sure, in the Jeffersons, but I don't know how much they didn't live well before. I don't know if they explicitly say. It may just be assumed. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's moving on up in this show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Jordan, I think it's time that we wrap up for the evening. Um so, you know, that said, 
anyone out there who wants to go watch Goof Troop, I would recommend go doing it. Uh, you can find it on Disney Plus. And, uh, you know, once you watch Goof Troop, if, if you like it and you, you want us to do more of it on this show, let us know. Um, and also go ahead and uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts and tell your friends about us. We are at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter, Any Ideas on Facebook, and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. As always, the theme is Pressure Drop by the Specials. And until next time, remember uh, if we can listen to each other's hearts, we'll be fine. We're never too far apart. Now get the yuck out of here. This has been a Kermit the Prague production.